Welcome to episode 62 of Crave the Book. Today's episode is all about charm. Cover to cover, Amber and I are going to be covering the entire book. So if you have not finished Charm, if you don't even have your hands on Charm yet, because we know many of you are still waiting for your copies, please, please skip this episode and wait until you have finished the book because we will ruin the entire thing for you. Next week, we'll be getting right back into chapters 90 through 93 of Covet. So you are free to skip this week and wait until you have gotten yourself caught up. But if you have finished Charm and you are dying to hear our opinions, if you are dying to talk about this book with someone, then this episode is absolutely for you. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. Woohoo! It's time for Charm, finally, after two weeks. Stella? Stella, is that, is that you? It's me. Is it you? It's me. I can hear you from the other side. I've missed you. I missed you. We had, so guys, we had, um, we've been away for a while because we had to read Charm and then Mm -hmm. I had a family emergency pop up. So on the day that we were going to record our Charm episode, I messaged Amber and I'm like, I can't do it. So hopefully this has given more people an opportunity to actually get caught up. Now I will say that if you have not read Charm at all piss off go leave now go we we don't (laughs) want you here no really you don't want to this one is probably my favorite of all the books this one's my favorite i laughed the most um Mm -hmm. i i got teary-eyed i of of all the books this one i think i enjoyed the most and i think it's kind of because i'm biased because i was able to i'm emotionally invested I think in terms of storyline, Covet still has the best story. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one, there were a lot of moments that made me so happy that I just sat smiling like an idiot. So it honestly was it was it it was worth being a standalone book. Like you could read it cover to cover and not have read any of the others. I was and I think it would have still made sense. Yeah, and you know, I was thinking I've seen a lot of people say, "Well, should you read it um in between Crave and Crush?" And I wouldn't because the end no. the end ties too much to court. I think that the order is perfect how it is. Um and not to mention Also, I, I think that you would you would look at Hudson differently. Yeah, yeah, you would you would know already that he's not a bad guy. So, um so Amber, I if if you've got our our notes up, I kind of did a, a rough order of events um, to the best of my abilities. I just kind of put in like little terms that you would only know if you'd read the books. But like I said, guys, if you have not finished the book all the way to the end, please skip this episode because next week we'll be getting right back to Covet. We actually already have the notes for our Covet episode ready to go. Um, <laughs> we were so ready to record and then we were like, nobody's going to listen to this. Everybody's reading Charm. Yeah, yeah. So we ended up just waiting. Um, but just skip this week if you haven't gotten it. I know there's plenty of countries who don't even have access to it. But for those of you who have finished it and you're like, oh, my God, I need to talk to somebody because we can't post in Tracy Wolf's group about it yet. She doesn't want any spoilers out. Totally understandable. Um, but, yeah, just make sure that you go away and come back. So 
Are you mm-hmm. ready to get into the content, Amber? I, I am. I'm, I'm hoping that everybody else is and that nobody else is going to be like, no, 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 I haven't pressed pause yet. I haven't pressed pause Leave. Yet. Leave now. Leave now. Okay, so <laughs> our story begins with Grace, obviously having just been in the fight, or not fight, but, you know, Hudson popping up in the hallway um, with sword in hand, mm-hmm. and she jumps in front of him to save Jackson. I, and then she's like going through this, it's dark, it's so dark, and I don't know what's going on, and it's dark. And then Hudson's out of nowhere. Just like, this, am I dead? Am I dead? <laughs> am I dead? Please let me not be dead. And then there's just this disembodied voice that's like, turn on the fucking lights. <laughs> <laughs> and so there was, there was a bit that like immediately irritated me and it was the fook. The, or fook. The fucking lights. <laughs> right? <laughs> He's not Irish. <laughs> He's not Scottish. If he's London, it would probably sound even more like Thor. But no. So that reading it, I was like, "Did that's is that what people think we say we sound like?" Yeah. Is that is that? Do yeah. I say fucking? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, I don't know. I I was able to. I was able to uh, out. to get the to get the in, inflection. He did say he said a couple new things that he said takes the piss a couple times, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Ha ha, that's not something he's ever said before." Tosser, wanker, wanker, all of the all of the all of the British insults. Yeah, yeah. Um, so immediately, Grace is like suspicious. Obviously, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I, I think that there was this really great moment where first of all she runs out of the lair and i'm i'm picturing it like stranger things like the upside down because the, i still don't really get the concept of how the lair exists in because they're they're able to leave it yeah but then, and they're also running through towns and 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 things it wasn't like it was they were they were running and dodging things in an abyss of nothing yeah. They were running through a town that seemed to be abandoned. It almost. No one else lived there. Yeah, because I kind of. Because we already have established that the lair, Grace is kind of. It's the combination of Grace and Hudson together, their minds melded that have kind of formed the lair. Because it looks like Hudson's lair, but it kind of doesn't. And then there are things that Grace has obviously incorporated. So I'm assuming that it's a combination <laughs> of like their minds together. But it, it, does it is does it actually exist? Is it a physical location in this shadow realm? Or is it that part kind of fabricated by grace and it's almost like a little bubble within I think this. I think it's like a little bubble I think she does what the um the blood letter can do with like memories oh. when 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 she's in the cave with the blood letter the blood letter does the exact same beach oh you're right you're right so remember, she remember when um Hudson like pops out of her head finally it's the exact same beach that he took her to yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, it's really interesting, though, because it is a physical location because the dragon cannot get in. No, and Grace can somehow repair it. 
That's why I thought, that's why I was thinking, like, I don't know if you watched the latest season of Stranger Things, but I p- kind of pictured it like it, it is the same, it is a real location, but kind of a distorted version of the real location. Just like yeah. the the dragon, it's not, it's not like a shifter dragon, it is just... The time dragons are just dragons. See, uh, the entire book, the in, like genuinely the entire book, and up until, uh, so you pronounce it Sui, by the way. Really? Sui. Um, until he mentioned that it was a time dragon, I thought that it was the embodiment of the conflict between Grace and Hudson, because it only ever turned up when they, they were, were arguing. F- oh, you're right. I thought that it was... That it was like a bad guy, you know, shifter. At yeah, it never it never becomes a human. Yeah. So I was like, oh, maybe it's just like what Grace, because um, she's she also has um the panic attacks and the panic attacks. That's when the dragon comes, mm-hmm. like makes it way um, worse. Yeah, and I was like, oh, maybe it's just like in like a physical manifestation of how she's feeling because when Hudson manages to calm her down, the dragon flies away. But it turns out that was bullshit. Yeah. Well, that's... <laughs> that's and what I, a load of tosh. <laughs> uh, I love... Um, so Grace, Grace decides to look at these books on the bookshelf that are all old and have little, like, latches on them. And she pops one open and realizes that they're Hudson's journals, where he's literally been journaling ever since he was a child. And I love that we finally get his, I can't remember his name. Um, his, his tutor. His tutor, yeah, who taught him the wood carving and everything. And we got a little glimpse of this man in the bonus chapters for um, Covet, I believe. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and um, we really got to understand their relationship. And I think that this was the figure that really grounded Hudson and, you know, Basically, the one who I, do, sh- I don't think the Hudson Hudson wouldn't have really survived if it hadn't had like been for a a, a, a cornerstone. Yeah, person. yeah, um, we get he was he was quite dramatically abused. Oh yeah, absolutely, and and this was the one individual that kind of served as a positive influence in his life, and I, I love and also made him question his dad's motives, and yeah. was just like, well, just because your dad does it doesn't mean that. That's normal. Yeah, yeah, and you see it evolve too. I love that um, that they that they do different fonts for as mm-hmm. Hudson progresses, and it gets like prettier and prettier, like the script does. Um, I, the first journal entry that Grace reads, he's like scratching out words and um, writing the correct yeah. spellings. I, I just thought that that was a neat little additive. I really, I really thought that. It was quite cute that the tutor then obviously not just influenced Hudson as a, a teenager, but it influenced Hudson as an adult and made him realize what he wanted to do as a job. Yeah. yeah. And that was really cute because he he hadn't just been teaching these children either. Throughout, he was teaching Grace, but in a really calm way. Patience, yeah. He... he never got angry when she didn't know how to do something um or he and he never he never admitted defeat either like for example when grace was trying to channel her magic and didn't know how 
everybody else was like, ah, oh, don't worry, it's fine. And he's like, no, you you can do this. I, be- I believe in you. We can do this together. Yeah. And this is, and like, when, she, when she was learning how to um, become a gargoyle again in the laundry room, like none of it was said as if she was a toddler. But also he didn't expect so much of her that she was going to be at a set up to fail. Right. It was it was a no excuses. I know the difference between can't and just copping out too early. Mm hmm. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like it seems to be that like his dad taught him how to persevere. And and stay strong because he had to to survive. But his tutor gave him that softer edge to say, well, just because you had to survive doesn't mean that everybody else has the same hard edge that you can mold people in a way. Yeah. And then he does like he, he brings everybody around in the, in the group of, of cover and court. He is the leader. Yeah. And, and, and all the parts of the book where he where he reflects where one might talk about a, a, a father figure or a parent like grace commonly will talk about like my dad taught me this my mom taught me this hudson always goes back to that tutor so mm-hmm. i think that it's it's a really good way to tie up that part of the story um he also he also doesn't do it in a really bitter way either he's not like well my dad didn't or my father didn't do that. Or I, I clearly had a, a sad childhood where I was neglected and and left uh, to kind of fend for myself. He never turns Grace's memories of love and joy and happiness, and he never turns them into a pity party for himself. If anything, is the other way around, where Grace is talking about her happy memories and then she looks over at Hudson and goes, oh, wait you probably didn't have the same experience as me. And then she turns it into a pity party for him and he gets angry at that. <laughs> right, right. Well, it's like, you know, when you think about, um, here in America, we always talk about how, like, uh, people who come from other countries that have less opportunities tend to get here and become very, very successful. Um, for example, we'll say that, you know, maybe maybe somebody who, we commonly see people... Um, come from like India, where I mean, there are obviously opportunities in India, but people come here, and they become like doctors and lawyers, and they they take these very high level jobs, whereas, you know, a common American citizen usually doesn't do that much with their lives. And I think it's because when you grow up in a world that doesn't foster privilege, and then you enter a world where literally anything is possible, you you do not have a limit to your potential, whereas somebody here is just like I can't because I don't. I, yeah, I, you know, taking it for granted. Exactly. And once Hudson escaped and got out of this terrible, terrible situation with his dad, where he literally only had one day a month, one day a month mm-hmm. to experience the world, it's like why wouldn't he see more positive? in the world his life isn't that bad maybe he does connect a lot more to the bad emotions and maybe you know reading depressing old literature kind of gives him a way to express that but really Mm -hmm. he grows into an adult who is a is very positive for everything that you know went he went through um yeah we, we we see the very very bitter hudson 
in uh crush crush and it and we immediately kind of assume that that was his character to begin with but actually we see the year and a half of hudson that is actually quite a warm person grace is the one that's like nope nothing to do with you absolutely not going to help you not going to even entertain the idea that you could be good like he tries everything to to he can to to kind of explain to her that like no he's not that person right and um yeah and then it's almost now you read the books back again you realize that hudson's only being that way because he's like i've got to go through this all over again yeah, he kind of throws and in I'm the towel. Done. He he's he's kind of like it's not worth trying to do this again. It took so long the first time. Yeah, when and it really really did take a long time, and it wasn't through lack of trying. It was they just didn't talk to each other. No, months months and months at a time where they really didn't correspond very much. Um, no, they literally just lived on opposites. Yeah. Of the house. So <laughs> Hudson immediately tries to tell Grace, like, you made this room. You made this space. And she's like, no, no, I didn't. You locked me here. Nuh-uh. And he's and he's like, go open the cabinets. And she's like, she's, she's like, you put these Pop-Tarts here. He's like, I don't even know what a Pop-Tart is. Uh, yeah that, and uh, to be honest i think even if he uh, did eat one it it wouldn't have satisfied his curiosity <laughs> no they're not that good <laughs> no they're really not and especially if you open the cupboard and that's all you see mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's not just like a oh nice i get like a pop tart as a treat if that's the entirety of the contents of your cupboards you've got a problem um and i am surprised that grace did not develop scurvy <laughs> she had fruit. Or there was there, there was fruit. <laughs> fruit. And there pu- was fruit. There was an apple. <laughs> and a can of a pumpkin. A single apple was mentioned. A can of pumpkin. The entire time. But like at no point did she cook a meal. She really didn't. She got gran- no. she, she had granola bars, pop tarts, some fruit. Uh for a year. L- and she could have imagined anything in the cupboards. Liquid death. It wasn't a supply it wasn't a supply issue. It wasn't a culinary issue. I think if she had wished for it, she could have wished for a already pre-made pumpkin pie. <laughs> and the house would the house is kinda like the house of wind. Yeah, bit. yeah. It just gives you what um, what you need. But it doesn't seem to have a character. Yeah. Um, so the the House of Wind in um, A Court of Mist and Fury. No, is it The Court of Mist Silver, and Fury? Silver Flames. Silver Flames is when the house actually comes like alive. And it it almost has jokes. And it's like, no, no, you don't need any more alcohol kind of thing. It jokes without whereas, needing a voice. It just like, yeah. it, it makes things whereas, appear and takes things away. Yeah. Whereas I think that this house or this this bungalow or flat or basement, whatever they're in, the lair, Grace is fully in control of. She's just not aware of it. So when she's like, I'm hungry, she goes to the cupboard and then there's the things that she would hope to find. Yeah, yeah. Um, And it's just sad that she spent a year. And then maybe she needed to do those jumping jacks, otherwise she would have got fat. Oh, yeah. I mean, I can't imagine living in one room that long, like... You you would have to move around. Your muscles would start seizing up if you weren't moving. Um, yeah. I love everything with Hudson's boxers. His ugly, 
I'm because I've seen Versace boxers that are like hideous. I mean, just <laughs> some with like ch- chain d- designs and what she did. She say that there was like a dragon or flames or something. I can't remember what she something said. hideous. Yeah, something something hideous. I just thinking of those like silk, you know, the silk button down shirts that like guys used to wear that had like flames and things on them. Like Dragon Force. Yeah, they thought they thought that they were like so cool and oh, it's yeah. That's that's what I'm. They were like they were they're like the the rock versions of a Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. instead of pineapples, there was like chains and anvils and <laughs> birds of prey, <laughs> skulls. And Grace Grace uh, vandalizes all of Hudson's. Ugly boxers. The, the pranks were my absolute favorite. Oh, because and they always took them so far, but at the same time, the other would be just like, "Okay, I'm gonna one up you," rather than get offended. <laughs> <laughs> and and the bonus chapters, we got we got to read all the bonus chapters. I have them all, other than Witch's Court. I've got all the books. I'm shipping Amber the Shadow Realm, but most of them, for those who ha- haven't gotten access to them, they all start with one chapter that is a prank and one chapter that is a backstory other than vampire court vampire court doesn't have a backstory it's hudson taking Smokey for a walk um, but mm-hmm. all the other ones are are backstories there's a shadow queen backstory there's a backstory with the blood letter and um the god of time and there was one more backstory it was the the um, polo Polo, yeah, the uh, the chupacabra, his backstory. Which does that mean he's going to be an important character someday? Or I don't know because he was the he, first chupacabra we meet. Maybe he'll be and in Cherish. Not, maybe because it's it's not really explained what makes him a chupacabra. Like he's from Mexico. That's all that matters. <laughs> That's all they but said. Like, what, what, was it, what were his powers? Like, other than, like, blood licking. <laughs> blood licking? <laughs> Which he can't do because it's a vegetarian society. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he didn't get he didn't get a lot of uh, character development, but maybe that'll come later. Um, so we, we, we have... Um, Hudson basically is able to take Grace into a memory of... Uh, Coronado Beach where she takes him to the cookie was it Velma's cookie Miss Velma her cookie shop and they talk about a little girl who used to go who had cancer and they they get you know the oatmeal cookie that Grace talks about she she told Hudson about it in Covet how she used to go to Miss Velma's and get cookies and um, they go together, and Hudson, like, kind of, you know, woos Miss Velma, and they get the cookies, and then they leave, and they eat the cookies together, and, of course, Hudson eats a cookie, which immediately I was like, okay, he's eating... It's a spish. Huh? Yeah, he's eating a cookie. There's something Hudson can't eat. Um, and then, like, the... He eats it so readily as well. He's like, mmm! Yummy! Mmm! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then Grace is like, "Wait a minute," <laughs> <laughs> and then and then it all just kind of falls apart, and uh, we we realize that Hudson's kind of 
you know, Grace gets mad about it, but even if it was just in a memory or kind of like a, a dream, wouldn't you be grateful to finally see something different? I would be like, hell, take me to more places. This is better than yeah, we are. They just, they don't. And it's kind of sad. I would be, that's all I would want to do. Yeah. Like, where else can you take Especially, me? like, because, and the problem is, then Grace kind of comes up with an idea, which, if she had worded it slightly differently, it would have worked. But she worded it in such an insulting way <laughs> that, that Hudson went, nope, I'm out. And uh, it was like, I, I think that I should try and reform you in my mind. Like, if, if my subconscious believes that you are safe to return back to home, then maybe I'll unlock us out of this place. Which kind of had its own kind of theory. Like, that makes sense. That maybe her subconscious had stuck them in there to stop Hudson from, from wreaking havoc in the real world. But she, she said it in such a way where she was like, and I'm, so I'm going to reform you. I'm going to make you a good person. And he's like, bitch, I already am a good person. <laughs> so fuck you. Yeah. He shuts down uh, for like months after that, doesn't he? Yeah. And I'm like, wow, she really could have worded it so differently. And did, she wasn't very diplomatic about it. She was very like nonchalantly saying that he was a terrible person. But she was going to try her hardest to at least give him some gold of heart. I can like, fix you. I can fix yeah. you, Hudson. And he's like, I just took you to one of your favorite places and I have not done anything wrong to you. So what? Wh why? <laughs> why do you believe that I'm an evil person other than the fact that a few people told you that I'm bad? Like, I don't know about you, but like, if I was with an evil person... I would be so aware of them manipulating me that I would be, like, over-analyzing everything that they said and I would be suspicious. However, Hudson has given her absolutely no reason not to trust him. Even with small things, he's been very forth like forthcoming with information. He's answered her questions. He says what he truly wants. Yeah. And she's just like, nah, you, you're lying. <laughs> well, it, it's... It's very frustrating. It's him against, you know, at, like, a hundred people that all, you know, that mm -hmm. she's been in contact with that are all like, nah, But she bad. didn't even go, like, look, like, well, if we're stuck here, why don't I give you my best hits? Let's go through the greatest hits of, uh, of Grace's memories. Like, I've shown you the beach. Like, what else do you want to see? If, if you were stuck... Because she would have known this by now through reading all of his diaries, is that he was stuck for a lot of his childhood in a prison, in in a in a box. Like, would you not even, out of the kindness of your heart, if you know that he cannot get free of whatever mental prison you've put in place, would you not want to at least show him the world? Yeah, yeah, and and well, I think that that was a lot of the issue too, where she was like, "I'll show, I can show you the world and show you that there's Shining, good, shimmering, splendid." Yeah, show you how good the world can be, and then it'll fix you. And I think that that was a lot of the issue. Yeah, was, it was too it was a bit too much at the end. Yeah, it was like I had you had me at the first half, and then you lost me. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. 
So Hudson keeps kind of popping into her mind and checking on all of the strings way before she even which knows. Are, which are new. Which are new. He's never seen anybody with that many connections. And he does realize that not only is there a connection to so many different people, but also that she's receiving feelings from them or something. The way that he said it was like, it's like a mutual bond between a lot of people. Yeah. And he was like, no wonder this girl is anxious. Like she's feeling everything that everybody feels like she is a true empath. And I'm like, bullshit. She does not feel anything for anybody. She's a cold, (laughs) heartless bitch. (laughs) Well, I think that up until this point, I thought that all the paranormals had like their set of strings, but apparently it's just one to a mating bond and one that ties them to their, their paranormal, you know, powers. And, when Hudson goes in, it's like he's in a forest of these strings, like, holy shit. And then he notices that hers and Jackson's was, like, sickly. Um, and then he realized the, that there was the blue string tying her to him. And uh, his thought was, well, it's just because we're locked here together. I'm like, all there is. But he was yeah. he was immediately like, mm, that's... That's scary. I think he's very, very, very observant. And I think it's because he he grew up in a house of very manipulative people. So therefore, he had to watch everything. I mean, I, I grew up in a home where abuse was around every single corner. So therefore, you started to learn how to avoid it by reading people's facial expressions so quickly that you don't even realize you like subconsciously you don't know why you think that that person is very angry. You just know. Right. And then people are like, why? They, they don't look angry to me. And you go, you know, they're angry. I, I just know they're angry. Um, and I think that he's very, very observant. And he could just read things so fast. And he's like, I, I know that Grace is behind this. She might not be uh, deliberately aware of it, but she's behind this. She's in control of this. Grace can fix the room. Um, every time the dragon comes, Grace can just go, nope, and fix it. We're safe in this this lair. Like, he, he, he knows that everything that is wrong about the room, he starts listening. He's so aware of everything. And he's also the one person that in that room that's looking at Grace and going, hmm, I know you irritate the shit out of me. You are probably the most infuriating woman I've ever met. However, you have some redeeming qualities. And he starts to fall for her way, 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 way faster than she ever falls for him. Oh, yeah. And and the book starts. He's like, you want to go out there and and die by dragon? Go right on ahead. And then he gets toasted for her. He hears a a scream and he's like, no, I can't ignore that. And that that was one of the things, the funniest things to read is that him with his super sensitive hearing and she has the worst scream ever. (laughs) And maybe that's just their entirety of their bond is that he will just keep rescuing her from things just to stop her from screaming. Oh, God. Yeah. And then he got got totally, (laughs) totally toasted. And then she's like, oh, let me me treat your back. Get out the first aid aid kit. (laughs) Goddamn first aid kit. So... She divides the room with her one direction duct tape because they they are squabbling too much and she gets the books but Hudson gets the movies and 
um, the games and she realizes that like all the books are just the most boring books ever other than his journals um in the bonus chapters and the and the shadow realm bonus chapters which is the one that um amber wants that that was probably the best bonus chapters like set i have great taste um yeah that <laughs> because grace she's got all the books but hudson has all the movies and she wants to watch a movie but hudson hudson wants books she won't give him books is that it she wouldn't give him a book so he puts up a tent around the tv so that he can watch a movie my favorite part of that bonus chapter is she very sweetly goes Hudson and he goes yes Grace like as he's putting the the tent up like just that <laughs> that tension between them but um she hears like war movie sounds coming from the tent and she's like oh he's watching another war Save it Private Ryan I think she, she yeah. thought that he was watching he's watching he's watching another another sad you know war movie and she like peeks in the tent and he's watching Monsters Inc. <laughs> and he's just got the sounds like war sounds he, playing he doesn't he doesn't want her to know that she's watching monsters inc <laughs> i love it yeah it was my favorite um yeah and he, he, he comes over because he's all like pouty because he wants a book and she's off like no she's such a no brat books. yeah um and uh, it was adorable because that then was the precursor for their their monthly movie nights. Yeah, yeah, they they agreed that one one night a month they would sit and watch a movie together, which is cute. Um, mm-hmm. My favorite, okay, whole book, other than Smokey, the the Hudson's Bird Calls was I was dying because yeah, you know what you know what's bad is that entire part. I just pictured your husband doing that. I don't know why, but because <laughs> it just sounds like something he would do to torture you. Yeah. So it's almost like watching. I just pictured your hu- your husband doing that My to husband. you. Your Hudson, your husband doing that to you while you're trying to like work in your office or do something important. Yep. <laughs> That is him. Is it not? Is that not yep. something that you guys would do? Yeah, and he'd do it so well as well. Like that's the problem is that he wouldn't do like half-assed. He would go all in. <laughs> this is that's the next ASMR. It's, yeah, we should have him make all the noise, and we can do bird sounds with Hudson. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just your husband. Yeah, <laughs> just caca. <laughs> Ooh, croak. <laughs> oh my god and the thing is he would do it so well as well because he is a voice actor oh <laughs> so he he would just be able to just imitate them perfectly we have to we have to maybe for like april fool's day <laughs> what do you think yeah. well we'll give him some weird like the the brood the birds that he he lists um and then, and then a few others that are particularly weird. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like that, we're not going to go. Okay, and now do a a thrush, and then he's like, 
Like we got, they've got to be the weird ones, the weird, the weird like unbird like sounds. <laughs> but, like he, like <laughs> Scott, 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 do an emu, and he's like, <laughs> oh god, um, know, when, is it? Is that an emu? I don't. Or is oh, it's like a cassowary or something where you can like you could feel like it's so deep you could feel it like rattle your rib cage. You're like, ooh, I don't like that. That that was a bird. No, it wasn't. That was a dinosaur. <laughs> uh, so we had a, a very stereotypical romance movie moment where. Uh, after Grace, I think it's after she destroys his underwear and his, uh, she rearranges his albums, he picks mm-hmm. her up and he's trying to throw her into the cold shower and she's like freaking out. So he just steps into the cold shower with her. Mm-hmm. But then they like, they have that like eye contact moment. And it's followed like, by a, 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 like a, there was a physical cold shower. Yeah, and then then there was a mental cold shower for five months. Yeah, they just stopped talking for for five so, months. Uh, yeah, like yeah, but it's like no physical interaction. That was too close. There's too close an encounter for us to be comfortable. Yeah, um, but they they and like did you did you get that like every single moment you thought that they were closer to the relationship because you obviously know it happens. It's not like a normal like book where you've not read it before. Right. Like for example, if you if you're reading um. Nestor and Cassian again. You don't. You don't know that they're eventually going to get together. You hope for it, right? But you don't know that they're going to get together, and you're constantly hoping for it. You know that Grace and Hudson get together. Yeah, it's more of a like, oh my god, is this then? Is this the time? Is is this the time? Is mm-hmm. this the time? What about now? What about now? <laughs> it yeah, takes so long. But it was. Ugh. Yeah, but they they came together because Grace was sitting on the couch. Um, she was like super duper pouty, and Hudson realized that it was Thanksgiving. He 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 kind of like nestles into her memories again and kind of watches what she's kind of reminiscing over. And I think he understands the difference, even though he's not necessarily had the best childhood. So therefore, he's probably not got the best grip on emotions and the things that can influence them. He still looked at that memory and went, that's what she wants to have again. Not, oh, we should avoid this at all costs and do something completely different. Yeah. Like if he he suggested, like, let's have a badminton game, she'd be like, the fuck? Where did that come from? But he just so happens to know exactly what will make her feel better. And I think she secretly probably knew that he was looking at her memories. But at no point did he say, oh, should we make a pumpkin pie? And then she goes, oh, God, no, I'm too upset about it. Yeah. He already is able to navigate her emotions quite quickly. Which is nice. Yeah, because that's, that's what you kind of want in a partner is that someone who who knows the minefield of your feelings and can step quite quickly and, and nimbly between them without panicking you into thinking that they're going to step on a mine and go, oh, go okay, there's, there's that trigger. That's a scary, sad moment again. Yeah, it was very. Um, that scene to me reminded me a lot of when. Um, Anna invites 
Christian over and has him trying to help her cook. And he, this this person who's so intelligent and like seems to know everything, but he doesn't know how to how to do mm-hmm. that one thing. And she's able to be like, oh, I finally know something. Um, and I felt I felt that way with Grace. Where and she's, yet she knew nothing. Right. She, but she had you know some some knowledge of you know even if you've never baked a pie you kind of know at least what okay here's this this must be what goes into a crust this must be yeah she and could, it just so happened to be a recipe on the back of the can yeah yeah so they kind of they they kind of figured it out but then they, I also liked it was like a precursor to them playing house like they're yeah. currently already living together and even though he doesn't eat she still needs to. And I, there, there was a very long time where I was like, oh, my God, she's going to teach him how to make a grilled cheese. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they, and then they did it. And I was like, ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> like, maybe he did actually watch a YouTube video. <laughs> what did they end up? They ended up um, fighting right after the pie. And I can't remember what they fought about. They fought about something major to the point where she sat by herself pouting and eating her pie. And then... That's when she picked up his journal and read, like, one of the last entries that made her realize, oh, shit, like, he's not bad. It was it was that night that she had that, like, dawning where she realized that Cyrus has been, you know, he's doing this to protect everyone. I don't remember either. I d- However, I'll- I could maybe search in charm for pumpkin pie and see what comes <laughs> Well, I can actually, I've got the book beside me and all I got to do is find the part with the, his handwriting that looked better. But I mean, it's, I guess it's not all that important because soon, soon after that scene, they end up, oops, soon after that scene, they end up leaving because the dragon gets into the lair and I'll be honest, I thought that the whole book was going to take place in the lair. And I was almost disappointed when they left. Yeah. Did you? Because it was like, the, it was like, it was like, a. now something bad's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I really did have it in my head that something bad was going to happen or that the book was going to take like a direction that I wouldn't like. And I know that sounds weird. I always have that fear that like, oh man, we're, and I think it's my personal anxiety where I'm like, now we have to do something new. Now we have to meet new characters. I want to stay with my old characters. Um, I felt that way in A Court of Thorns and Roses or A Court of Mist and Fury where all the new characters um, of uh, Reese's Inner Circle I was like, oh, yeah. but then, but then they end up like being my favorite character. I found it, by the way. I found it, by oh, the way. Did you? Um. So, Grace says that she doesn't remember what Jackson's voice sounded like. Oh. And then Hudson kind of, kind of lets her know that the bond is gone, which makes her think it's so. It's not an argument per se. It's her having a panic attack because she thinks that a she doesn't love him anymore, or the bond is gone, or b he's dead. Right, right. And Hudson is already settled on the fact that he knows that Jackson might be dead. Like he's mourned. Well yeah, he when he's when he first saw that the bond was gone, he threw up. Yeah. In the toilet. And he Which is impressive considering that he doesn't have anything to throw up. Right, right. It's it's been he, He's not eaten in a year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, other than the imaginary cookie. 
Yeah. So it was, it was like a dream cookie. Yeah. This is really where Grace emotionally kind of lets go of Jackson, because up until this point, she'd been occasionally looking at the photos that she had of him on her phone, which is pretty impressive for only being with somebody for, what, two weeks? Yeah. And it is like, ugh, she's a selfie person. Yeah, she's she was you know holding, I mean? holding on to that hope. Yeah. By looking at these photos, and then she... I wonder what kind of photos... Well, he can't. Jackson can only see himself in selfies. So I w- maybe, maybe, maybe he's only sent her his daily selfie for doing his hair. Or he's—it's like when you use your phone, your front-facing camera, to see if you have anything in your teeth. Yeah, <laughs> you- I rarely use my front-facing camera, and when I do, it's by accident. Yeah, yeah. You're taking a picture of something. You're like, what is that chin? <laughs> <laughs> always and then occasionally you accidentally take the picture and you're just you've got that photo on your phone <laughs> forever forever and you yeah. never go back and delete it you just scroll scroll to oh i forgot that happened why did why did i take that oh i have a beard <laughs> <laughs> i never realized um so they end up leaving the lair and they're just kind of running through. Being chased by a crazy dragon. Yeah, running, running um, from a like crazy a proper, dragon. They have a proper scene. But they find a farm. And mm-hmm. uh, everything's purple, by the way. And this, yeah. this, 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 that, so did, uh, this, this song, the song, the song that played in my head is, I'm blue, And it's all, all I had was, I have a blue ass with a blue window. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do an ASMR of those um the mountains, the purple mountains. You just put everything with a purple filter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm going to do that for a Crave ASMR. I've got a lot of ideas for Crave ASMRs. But um I have a girlfriend and she is so <laughs> So they meet a little girl on their on their journey they they see a house in the distance and then they meet a little girl and she has sharp teeth and <laughs> she sounds like a fucking nightmare i i immediately thought that the, that it was about to go bad and it did oh they gonna get eaten yeah <laughs> i thought for sure that we were like some weird creepy children of the corn shit but no she ended it's up- really funny it's like this the, like my brain was like scientifically sharp teeth equals predator right. but turns out all they do is eat purple carrots yeah teola and aren't and uh Marilee, which Marilee. I quite like the name Marilee. It's cute. Yeah. So they they go and they get some farm clothes. Hudson in some farm, <laughs> farm some farmer clothes. farmer John jeans. Mm-hmm. And um, they start helping out on the farm. Yeah. Hudson learns how to milk a what was it? It wasn't a cow. No. It was something else. Something. But there are all these little. Little smoky creatures, including Smokey, who I've created the cutest art of, and I'm making Team Smokey hoodies for our next giveaway. Did you see my adorable Smokies? I did, I did. I thought that you had got them like stock images. They were so cute. No, I put uh, it was a. It's called a Tago or Tago. Yeah, yeah. I I thought ta- Tago. Tag Tago milk. Um. 
but yeah, smoky. I put a bunch of blobs together to make smoky, and I gave it little ears and. I picture it's really cute, and you give it loads of different expressions. I like the angry one with the little like scribble. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's cute. I was, I was, fun, fun fact. I was a little bit drunk when I made those. I was, I was drinking a gin and lemonade, and I'm sitting there like, hey. I am drinking gin and lemonade now. Are you? It's late where you. Yeah, it's late I where can you just are. Imagine. Yeah, it's 7 p.m., yeah. so um, I'm just imagining that my tongue will become looser and looser throughout this episode. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, guys, uh, next giveaway that we do, I'll do um, Team Smokey, and I have it bubble letters for – because nor- I normally do ke- Team Catmere, but it'll be Team – I want stickers. You want st- little smoky stickers? Okay, we'll do some little smoky mm-hmm. stickers. But I made – and I, Yay! I made him, I made little smoky purple, or her. She's – Smokey's a girl. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so, well, I mean, really, and we have the like, we have some, we have some more like pranks as well. They just keep pranking each other. When, when do they? Pr- oh, the the leeches. Oh yeah, I forgot about the leeches. They uh, Grace um makes Hudson fall into a lake, and then he comes out, and he's covered in leeches. Which is funny because the end of the book, there's a warning. <laughs> Did you do you get the warning? No. Hold on a minute. Let me let me pull it up. Why is it at the end of the book? <laughs> They're all entangled teens warnings are always at the end. It says this book That's weird. This book Why don't want the warnings after I've read it? It says at the beginning to check the back of the book for trigger warnings and it says That's so weird. This book depicts issues of panic attacks, death and violence, suicidal thoughts, life and death situations, torture, imprisonment, uh insect related situations, death of a parent and sexual content. All together in one scene, right? All together, it's a it's a roller coaster. Um, <laughs> but I'll, I thought it would be really funny to like just end it because like that's like the one thing that you kind of want at the end of those trigger warnings is like, I understand that I need a trigger warning because yes, I like to be aware of things that are in a book that might make me feel very uncomfortable if I don't know to preempt it. However, it could have been really funny if she'd done that whole spiel and then just go, and leeches. And leeches. Well, insects, <laughs> I would assume. It's just like, oh. I, I don't like parasites, so that uh, it does give me the creepy crawlies. Um, it, it definitely did make me think of Mackay's issue yeah. in the trials, though. So then I was like, okay, so they're in the right place. There must be in the shadow realm. The leeches are like the precursor to what? Mackay had but then Hudson is fine yeah but the bugs that bite them later on are yeah so that meant the the leeches themselves were fine it was the shadow creatures yeah things that shadow bugs things that belong to the shadow queen I think are Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Um, and we also get um, our first feeding scene don't we yeah so they have to leave the farm because the shadow queen has found out that that grace and hudson are there at the farm um so they did you find that scene really shifty yeah i was i was immediately suspicious i was too it it ended up being for no reason but i was like how how (laughs) Um, yeah it was very much like a here's a rock sack now leave yeah queen's on her way and i was like "Mm." You already had that packed and ready to go? Like, Yeah, and he's like, I definitely need to go this direction. And I'm like, mm. Well, Hudson was suspicious, too. Yeah, but then it didn't really necessarily not pay off. Like, he went the way that they told him to not go, and then it still managed to be okay. Yeah. So I don't really... Like, the only reason that they were not okay was because he wasn't feeding. 
Yeah. Grace has to so. ride. And hadn't for a year. Yeah. Grace has to ride Hudson like Bella and Edward <laughs> style. <laughs> like a tree. Yeah. Just gr- like you better hold on tight spider monkey style. And oh, yeah. Hudson's like getting real green because he hasn't eaten and now they're not in the lair, which means like his, uh, it's like his metabolism has sped up. He's now caught up with himself. And and Grace keeps mentioning it as well because I think she secretly wants it, but also feels bad. Like he hasn't eaten in over a year. So she keeps on going like, are you sure you don't want to feed? And he's just like, oh my God, you look like a steak right now. Really? She mentioned it. The the first time she mentioned it was right before um, Ernst came and gave them the bag and said that the Shadow Queen was there. He, because Hudson was like drooling. She suggested it while they were standing there, and then they realized. Mm-hmm. Then they had to leave, but they stop in a cave in the mountains because Hudson passes out. Yeah, he like needs to rest. He's like, I'm gonna go sleep in now. I'm gonna find a nap. And he's he will not bite her. And they know that he won't be able to travel because he can't go out in the light if he bites her. But she's like, you know, well, you can't. You're not any use to me now anyway. So she cuts her finger. Yep. Yep. And. And just stands there. Yeah. And finally he. He's like, I see what you did. Yeah. He finally, (laughs) he finally partakes. Um, And Smokey turns up. And Smokey turns up and they play tic-tac-toe. Yeah, which is adorable. Because the entire time, the next day, uh, <laughs> Hudson can't leave the cave because it's daytime all the time. There is no night. Well, they and they get to. Um, this is also the first like scene where Hudson and Grace are like spooning in the cave, and the line that Hudson the the don't act like you don't want to be here line. Mm-hmm. I was just like oof. that. Yeah, that's the big oof for me. That that one did it. Yep. Like the 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 don't pretend you don't like this. Don't pretend you don't want to be right here. I was just like, oh yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, snuggle right in. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I was also feeling like that happened after he literally hefted me up a fucking mountain. Yeah. Yes, daddy. <laughs> Take me now. I would be offering him a lot more than just my blood. <laughs> would you like my soul? Take it. Take my soul. Take it all. <laughs> um, then we get we get introduced to the coolest gay dads ever. Yep. Um, which I was immediately yep. suspicious when this, what, he had like a mohawk and tattoos, but then another one shows up, kangaroo carrying a baby and a chick. And it was, um, what were their names? I've got it on the board. So would you like to know the pronunciation of this name? Because this is one of those names where, you know, where, like you just kind of go blah, 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 I, every time they say it. I said every time. I said either Kaomi or Siomi. It's Quiva. What? <laughs> it's Irish. It's Quiva. What? Or Quiva. Um, which is really funny because that is the name of a chip here in England. We have crisps called Quavers. Quavers. And they're, they're, they're uh, che- like cheese curls. <laughs> I'm just going to. She's chips. cheese curl now. I'm going to call her cheese curl. Cheese curl. <laughs> That's... But yeah, quiver. All right. Cheese curl and. Uh, Lumi and Oribon. Oribon and Lumi. Yeah, those those are easy. Yeah. But they. Yeah, that was definitely one of those names where you just go. Blah, 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 every time. Cheese curl. 
Um, I was super suspicious of them, but they end up getting Grace and Hudson. Did you feel like it was a bit of a side quest in a game? It did feel like it. It did feel like it. They're like, you got to help us get into uh, into the city. The Battle of the Bands. Yeah, you, you got to be in the band with us. And um, so they, do, they end up getting into this city that's supposed to be like a safe haven because the Shadow Queen cannot get in it. How did you pronounce the town? Mm-hmm. Adari. Adari. That's how I, I, it's either Adari or Adari, but I said Adari. Um, they get in and then Hudson gets up and sings One Direction, which I thought I'd never heard the song. I had to look it up and I put that song on my, on my uh, Instagram story with my smoky art. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was super cute. I've, I'd never heard the song cause I don't. I don't listen to One Direction. But we also find that Grace cannot sing. Like, to the point where, not like, like uh, <laughs> you can just be a backing singer, just do a few oohs and ahs. It's like, no, categorically, you do not open your mouth. Yeah, even even Hudson was like, no, no, no. And that's really funny. Like, <laughs> the, can you imagine being told, like, someone that you, you're kind of fond of, like, you're starting to kind of really like, and then there's this thing that you have to do that you have to require oh, a sing. talent to be a, uh, you have to re- like need a talent to be able to survive in some kind of life or death situation. And then the person that you're kind of into just goes, yeah, no, she can't do that. <laughs> no. <laughs> Fine then. Well, Hudson ends up like blowing everybody out of the water, including Grace. And they basically, mm-hmm. uh, they, they, get to kind of almost kiss yeah they they cozy up to the mayor who who's like Mm -hmm. super duper again would you like to know how to pronounce his name yes sweet okay the mayor Uh, and uh i i did you get any foreshadowing from him did you think like disco inferno weirdo no he was weird but i was hoping that he would be the um I was hoping that he would be the the funny, you know, like the oh the funny mayor, the funny mayor who dresses funny, and he and I, I thought it would be kind of like the you know the the god of time. I thought it would be like oh he's yeah. I didn't I I did not I I suspect at first I got it ruined for me because I speak French. Oh, what did he? Sweet means stain oh in french <laughs> oh no um stain or like defilement oh. unsullied uh, befoul blemish like i was like no one gets called that deliberately without that being oh. a thing like obviously it was like foreshadowing like yeah. i'm not supposed to know that um but i was interested to see if if the french translation has come out whether the shui comes becomes something else well i'm assuming that that's probably so if, let that, me know. if that's the case then because I mean, it's kind of close to how we spell like soil. Yes. So yeah, yeah. That was that was my first thought was that it was like there was some link. That's his name. It's Mister Soil. Soil. <laughs> Mister Soil. <laughs> Disco Soil. Um. <laughs> Disco Stew. Disco Soil. So they get um, Hudson and Grace get a little room at an inn that is. Uh, which definitely felt like one of those like they do not sell umbrellas at this time of year but what about the prawns matron and then immediately they get like the password and then they get this room it was really weird (laughs) it was really like spy 
Yeah, and and then they they can just indefinitely stay at this inn that ends up like being. <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna come kind of call in what you owe later. Yeah. It's like really like what the fuck is our bill gonna be like? Yeah, like if you don't know, nobody wants to stay at a place you don't know how much the mortgage is. Yeah, but they do have to get like it is very much like oh you're here you need to get a job like they they yeah. they kind of get thrown you layabouts. Yeah, you must you must now. You must now have a function to our society, um, which they do. Hudson starts working at a, um, a repair or not a, a. It's like a DIY store, isn't it? Like a yeah, like a like a hard, hardware is, hardware store. He is uh, what's the name? Um, from from Gray, Christian Gray. Oh yeah, he's they, he's they Anna. He's Anna. He's, he also works in a hardware store. <laughs> yeah. And he he's the only one making money because Grace keeps getting fired from places, messing shit up. Yes. She's so bad at everything. He, uh, I, I thought that the first job was really cute where she was obviously struggling and they were like, I think you're a really determined like, young lady. And she's like, but not a baker. And she goes, but not a baker. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. I feel that. I get those feelings. Yeah. Like, mm, definitely, definitely me in that job. Like, I know that I would need to, like, perform in order to have a role in society. But at the same time, there are just some things that I should never do. Yeah. And bake is one of them. I love when Hudson starts making money and he starts buying things for Smokey. He gets her some ribbons. <laughs> in the one, bo- yep. the bonus chapter, he takes her on a walk and she wants 30 ribbons. And he tells her that she has to put them back and she gets sad. Like She's like, you can have three ribbons. <laughs> it's so cute. God. <laughs> um, then there's the Starfall Festival, which, you know, sketch, but okay. And also, it's like Starfall again. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I suppose. I suppose. What, what else could you call it? Comet drop. Comet. <laughs> <laughs> but um, th- so they are there. I love that Grace takes the Hudson to scene. huh. The little carnival scene. Yes, because Hudson's never done anything fun like that. So Grace has to teach him <laughs> how to do ring toss. And he's like, how hard can it be? And ring toss on like those glass bottles is impossible. <laughs> I, I love that. I was really hoping the entire time that they were going to play cornhole. <laughs> <laughs> cornhole. <laughs> I was like, yes, come on with the cornhole. Because guys, we do not have cornhole anywhere in the UK. Oh, cornhole. <laughs> Here's the thing. A lot of our US people who are listening aren't going to know what cornhole is because we didn't really have it in our area of California either. It's it's Cornhole is very Ohio. And I mean, I'm sure that Kentucky <laughs> and I, I, know, I know that there's some other people who have it, but there will be areas in the US where people are going to listen and say that is the most ohio sounding thing i've ever heard because it is it is and it's also the most ohio sounding activity cornhole like <laughs> it sounds dirty yeah you want to go out back and play cornhole <laughs> yeah there was another there was another pastime that i was like what the hell are you on about uh the the kicking up a beanbag whatever hacky it's called. sack that's it like i was like what the hell are you on about ha- that's made up hacky sack <laughs> yeah hacky sack was yeah. in my in um in my book, where they were passing, yes, they were driving through um, uh, yeah. Los. Or, put a little comment like, "What the hell is hacky sack?" Yeah, they were driving down the Sunset Strip, and there were people playing hacky sack. Um, okay, so 
the clock tower scene. Now, what was significant about this to me and what this is the only scene in the book that made me cry was that mm-hmm. in this scene, Grace is the one that turns on Shut Up and Dance and Hudson is apprehensive yeah. and Grace is the one who instigates and basically makes Hudson dance with her. Mm-hmm. And then obviously in Crush, it is the exact opposite Hudson makes Grace dance. Yep. And it, I, I, I cried because I was like, oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. How much pain you had to have been in after all yep. that. And she was like, how did you know that was my favorite song? And it's like, do you really not remember anything? Like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Oh. It was really cute. That- and it was obviously ruined. <laughs> oh yeah, but that whole scene that was very vivid. They also they 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 were about to kiss again, weren't they? They were. They were like they were Ugh. in each other's embrace. Such a blue bean book. And then the dragon, <laughs> dragon attacked. Just blue beaning. Blue beaning. Blue. This book Just blue beaned a lot. So much blue bean. Yeah, but. The dragon comes, little asshole, who wasn't Just supposed show to... show him your bluebins. Blue... Bluebins. 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 So, I'd have a bluebin sandwich, please? Bluebin. <laughs> 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 oh, God. I should drink more. You should. <laughs> <laughs> this is fun. Um, we have to record these too early in my time. I can't drink it. It's only 2.30. You can. I can. It's 7 p.m. somewhere. <laughs> namely here. Um... So this this dragon attack is where gar- with where Grace finally is able to turn into a gargoyle. She like she's aware of her platinum string, but at this point she actually is like, okay, let's you know let's figure this out. And she turns into a gargoyle. She ends up like killing this dragon in the most gruesome way. Mm-hmm. Like literally, go- like. Which was the, which was a foreshadow? Well, how, what's the opposite of foreshadowing? Because it was like a a foreshadow for the thing that had already happened in our timeline. It just, it made me think of Ludes when she blasts through um, mm-hmm. Joaquin. Yeah, the wing. Joaquin's wing. Yeah, I just read that scene to Taylor last night. Nah. It's the correlations. Yeah, yeah. Um, she Superman styles, like arms out in front of her, and but this time but she realizes that's the only way that she can fly. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. She <laughs> she jumps off a building and it's like, oh shit. And she um, she only does and then the- even Hudson's calling from the the dragon like way up high, like no, Trace, <laughs> you can't fly. You're made of stone. <laughs> <laughs> but this, she only she only like gets to that extreme after Hudson has literally been like slammed against a building. Um, yep. But right afterwards, the mayor is just like, "Oh, I'm so so happy. Come have brunch with me." Um, which that yep. did make me suspicious. I'm like, they're covered in guts. Orange. No one wants brunch. Yeah, they're covered in orange guts, and this seventies disco freaking mayor is like, "Come have brunch," and which they go in, and it's like a seventies nightmare in his house. He's got like a painting of mm-hmm. himself and a painting of a little girl on his wall. Which we find out by the which we find out by the way that it is all Polo's fault. Yeah, 
Yeah. Damn you. All of it. Damn you, Chupacabra. <laughs> he could have been quite a, a, a kept up to like well-to-do d- the guy, but Polo showed him Saturday Night Fever and it ruined him. It did. It did. It was... <laughs> It was all his fault. He showed him. Yep. Because the mayor was like, he he's watched the, the the movie and he's like. He wanted to see the DDD. Yeah. He's like, I want this. I want the triple D. I want, this is my life. This is my identity now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you watch a movie and you just go, I must become the main guy. <laughs> and you jump into it like full force. Yeah. Yeah. Like I need a whole new wardrobe. It's time for a makeover. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked his character. Like I, th- I thought that he had. Um, I thought that he was a very. I laughed a lot. I laughed a lot. But we find out about ta- yeah. time dragons. Are they have to fix- <laughs> which sounded so made up? Like it sounded like I'm a time wizard, guys. And I was like, mm, you sound like one of those things from Rick and Morty. <laughs> I will mess with time. I will. <laughs> <laughs> like I was like, I'm a time wizard, y'all. <laughs> oh man, I did. I pictured those those brain looking, yeah, with the with the walnuts, yeah, purple walnuts. They did look like like big ball sack head things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Grace and Hudson they go shopping because Hudson's got some mm-hmm. money because he's a teacher, which. Yeah, kind of weird. It's really cute. It's cute, but it's kind of cute. It's cute, but it's kind of weird that they were like, "Oh, here's this new Let's put eighteen year old, <laughs> this vampire eighteen year old. Let's put him in charge of the children. Who's not purple? Who's not purple? <laughs> yeah. Um. Then again, the mayor isn't purple either. So it's a it's a it's a very um uh inclusive town. Yeah. It was it's it's cute though. It uh, definitely They're not racist. It adds another layer to Hudson's character. Um, but Especially when they call him uh, Mr. V. <laughs> Mr. V. <laughs> That's cute. Um, <laughs> but uh, so Hudson is going to take Grace out shopping to get clothes, mm-hmm. clothes shopping mm-hmm. to make her feel better. And yep. And they've been flirting this entire time. Yeah. And then they go into the dressing room and Grace is like, you know, the, the inn is right around the corner. And, mm-hmm. and Hudson is just immediately like. No, there, there's a there's a bit like a bit where um he's stopping. She's like, for God's sake, put a shirt on. And he's like, does it really offend you that much? And she's like, it freaks me out. And he's like, why? And she goes, because I want to climb you like a tree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was so brutally honest that he was like, oh fuck, <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> but then, like, he just withholds love from her for, like, months. Yep. Keeps on making excuses as to why they shouldn't touch or be alone together. Smokey's always in the way, like a little chaperone. Yeah. Yep. Um, but... And, and I don't even remember why. Like, I don't remember why be- he... He doesn't want to... He is pretty certain that once everything ends that she's not going to love him and it's just going to break his heart that that you know he doesn't think that it's that it's gonna amount to any lettuce i know right but what a lettuce and and he knows that the mating bond is there and which is a dick move to not tell her yeah because that's that's the the third time 
That's it. Is Grace just not aware? Is she just... Is she numb from the inside? I Like, she doesn't... There's three mating bones that have snapped into place and she doesn't know. She hasn't, um... She hasn't really analyzed her strings very much. She hasn't taken the time to explore them. Maybe she's afraid to. Um, but they end up having, like, some big... Well, she doesn't know about the strings yet. No. No, well, no she does, because she turned no, into she the... No, she Well, she, how'd she turn into the gargoyle? No. She, um, she has to concentrate really, 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 really hard. Oh, okay. Can you remember she she kept on like turning to stone on the stairs and things? Yeah. And then they had to coax her back again. Like she had to concentrate really hard to do either way, like turn into stone or turn out of stone. And it wasn't until the bit where she flies over to find him in the library when she's like, oh my God, I found the thing. And she already had seen the string. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, They end up having, yeah. they end up like that sexy scene though, like... If. with the do it 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 <laughs> yeah against against the wall and everything like he goes like mm-hmm. down on her like i was not expect that was a lot for for ya that was a lot but yeah. i love how he's just like i'm so glad you didn't mind the mating bond and she's like the what the mating bond the mating bond i'm glad you are, aren't mad and like he's just like all in bliss and she has no fucking idea, and she's just like, "Are you fucking serious? What?" Yeah, and I don't even like. I don't re- again. I don't remember what she. Cause she was really super happy that she discovered her gargoyle, and that the the platinum string and stuff. And then uh, then she's like, "I ha- uh, I have something to tell you," or like, uh, "Why didn't you tell me?" But I don't remember what the "Why didn't you tell me?" thing was because he thought that it was the mating bond the whole time. Um, didn't he? Because he was like, "Oh, I'm so glad that you didn't mind about the the mating bond." And she was talking about something completely different. Yeah, but I don't remember what it was. Yeah, I'm like, I was trying to hmm. find it, but and it's so stupid because I actually had it. Like, <laughs> oh wait, I actually think I'm right there because I remember oh. the chapter title. Um. Let's see. I really loved that the whole like amateur astronomer chapter where he was talking about the constellations and stuff on her, like her her freckles. I just thought that was a cute visual. Um, okay, so I found it. Yeah. Uh, I'm so glad you're okay with the mating bond. I was worried you'd be upset or disappointed. And then he starts licking her and kissing her because she she's like what frozen yeah she's like what <laughs> she's like excuse me and then they immediately get in a fight he says yep. he says it's one of the strings you keep looking at and she doesn't even know which one it is it just she said it just brought her joy when she looked at it and yeah then she finds out that he's known for a long time about it um mm-hmm. and then and then oh it's because it's because um, he finally says that he loves her. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why. And then and then that's when she just, like, tackle, like, tackles. <laughs> She's it. like, oh, my God, finally. Yeah. 
So, she she does. She 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 gets angry at him. She's like, look, I I propositioned you in the, the dressing room. Like I've been wanting to for weeks. Why won't you touch me? Because I think Grace is her, she's got a best friend that works in the the mall. It's like, please go and get home and get some because it's killing everybody. <laughs> I, it was really funny. I love. She also worked at a pub at the same time as well. Pub, like a bar. Did she or a waitressing something? I, she definitely waitressed something. I can't remember. But I I love something that we don't get a lot, and I love it because especially I mean they're really young, and I love how like the next morning Hudson like he like makes sure she make he makes sure that she's okay, and he says like it was her first time. And I want to make sure, like, which that does mean that it wasn't Hudson's first time. Yeah. So now we know for sure that it wasn't Hudson's first time. It was Leah. Maybe it might. God damn, Leah. Leah. Um. So the dragon ends up returning. Um, and we get like the I, I had a feeling Smokey was gonna get killed. Like right when they introduce a cute character, I just. I've, I had same. I had it in my head all along that Smokey was going to die. Yep, same. But I was so sad. I was more sad by Hudson's reaction than Smokey actually dying when Hudson holding Smokey's little ribbons. Mm-hmm. And holding, <laughs> holding Smokey's little singed body. And he starts to... to, to, to dis- disappear. Yeah, he tries... He starts to just go, nope, I'm out. Like, that was, like, Smokey was, like, his, like, little child, like, it's so, so damn sad. Well, I think that it was, it was, it was the first thing that had ever chosen him over someone else. Yeah. And I think that that's why he was, had such a bond with Smokey, was because this little shadow creature was just so in infatuated with him, but no one else, that he was like, wow, like, this creature loves me. Like, not anybody else. It, it loves me. Um, and that was a very novel thing for him to feel. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and, and, like, that's why he was so upset. Was that he felt like he had to lose the thing that he loved again. Because that's what his dad did. Oh, God. And it, Damn bastard. We never did get the the scene where Hudson... Um, we we didn't get any resolution. I was hoping that we would hear when when Cyrus told Hudson after Jackson. Yeah, after Jackson was taken away, I'll I'll get. I'm kind of glad though. I don't think I would recover. Yeah, I'll get you a puppy. So yeah, um, and then death by disco ball is probably the worst <laughs> death I have ever read in a book. Um. <laughs> A disco ball mace. <laughs> it was Lumi, right? Lumi's head. Yeah, Lumi. Yeah. Lumi gets his head fucking splattered by a disco ball mace, like b- brains See, everywhere. It was probably the most traumatic chapters ever, the most gruesome chapters ever. However, it had the sentence that made me laugh the loudest. And I don't know whether anybody even laughed at the same sentence as I did, but I, oh my God, I, I couldn't read the next page because I, I had tears, literal tears. Wait, what was it? Down my face. And it was, don't say anything evil. Don't say anything evil. 
<laughs> just loved it. Oh, just like, yeah, it's like, oh, no, don't go into a monologue. <laughs> and he does. <laughs> yeah, she's like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> so the gargoyle statue in the square, um, did you get... Did you know? Did you I, suspect... I yeah, I was like, there's no way that there's a gargoyle randomly fighting a dragon and this is not significant. I mean, if it was made out of, like, marble or glass or, or gold, maybe. If it was a metal statue, then maybe. But the fact that it's a stone statue, is like, well, this is clearly a gargoyle. Yeah, they they find out that she, the gargoyle, and it, it is at the gargoyle court. Um, what's mm-hmm. her name? Is that... What was her name? Atelia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We find out that she's going to die no matter what. The second that, you know. Which I kind of liked. Not, not like, like, it wasn't like a yay. But it, right. It was very much like a, look, I'm okay with death. Just make my death mean something if you need to do the thing you're doing. Yeah. And and they do try to save her, but she dies immediately. Like, it, it just... Mm-hmm. Their efforts are for nothing. The dragon torches her. Um, but the- and this is when they find out that anything that Dragonfire touches uh, changes its course in time. Yeah. Or, like, resets its own timeline or something. Yeah, because we haven't... So they're, like, not in, like... A, no, I, I thought, like, oh, my God, Grace and Hudson have been burned by fire. Yeah, yeah, and Smokey and... They, they, the yeah. the dragons basically like patch the holes in time, and this mm-hmm. this is the last. They are literally dragon. The, the 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 purple walnuts. I love how the bear can like he has had his fill of dragon, and if he has one more dragon, He's like, num, 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 num. yeah, I cannot consume one more dragon or I will poop. Like, please, please do not bring me any more. Cheese. I am full. I will explode. <laughs> I am full. This is Thanksgiving in a nutshell. In a walnut shell. In a walnut shell. Um, <laughs> it's like, please, not one more great... Oh, my God. Okay, then. Right, <laughs> if you insist. So, I thought that the part with Shadow Queen, to be perfectly honest... A bit chaotic, and I didn't quite follow anything. Bit- but then I was very tired and blasting through the end because i was like i just want to get to the end like i want to know that they're safe it was like the climax but it wasn't because that isn't the part that i really feel that i was waiting for and um i i don't know it it felt like it felt like a battle that they weren't going to win and then in the end they didn't they they didn't go with the shadows they they went oh well we clearly need to stop soy so sweet Mr. Swee. Um, and yeah, like the shadows, they, they, they were kind of just like an annoying evil. Like they're just like, they may as well have been fighting against a swarm of flies. Yeah. Well, they're... That bit and chewed and stung. And I have a feeling that, that all of this is going to lead us into Cherish and that our, our normal Crave crew, Jackson, Flint, everybody is going to go here. Well, they yeah, they got to go find Cleo. Yeah, they're going to go. And Queen Cleo. So all of these characters that we that we loved from Charm, we're going to get back. And, and then our characters, it's like our... our maybe. Maybe. I, I hope so, because I did enjoy the city. It did give me Valeris vibes. 
Um, it did until everybody just suddenly turned up and it was okay for them to go through the gates to do the final bow. It was a bit weird. Yeah, yeah, it was. It's like we had to do an audition to get in and you, purple people, just turn up. <laughs> purple people. Crazy. <laughs> purple people. <laughs> um, I have a blue house with a blue window. <laughs> <laughs> so they go, they end up back at the lair. <clears throat> Uh, Grace is afraid that Hudson has forgotten everything, but he wakes up and, you know, everything's fine. Um, and then and then we basically shoot ahead to where we left off. Wait, wait, wait. wait. We, f- we forgot about the, the shadow promise and shit. Well, yeah, yeah. The, the Hudson. Yeah, that insignificant piece of information. Hudson, yeah, he gives Grace a <laughs> ring. A ring, which is super, super awkward. Like... I know you're like a year into knowing each other. However, you literally boned maybe a month ago. Yeah. If that. Well, it wasn't a, and, an engagement. Uh, a, it wasn't an engagement ring. It was. Yeah, but uh, can you. Right. If, if, right. A promise ring is a promise ring. If a promise ring comes with like, I will love you until the stars grow cold and love grows old and <laughs> my bread goes moldy, then. <laughs> I've drunk far too much. Then I would be a little bit creeped out by the person no matter how much I love them. <laughs> I would be like, whoa, too much. Whoa there, Nelly. Uh, the- Calm the fuck down. Oh. <laughs> um, when they go back, when we get back to where we left off in uh, at the at the end of court, the rings kind of combined. Into one, <laughs> like, like Power Rangers. Yeah, they, with our powers combined, we are the super promise. Yeah, they they combine into one cool ring design. <laughs> Transformers. Now, okay, so the entire book. Let me tell you what my fear was. I was so afraid that we were going to read this whole book, and then it was going to Hudson. I, I thought it was going to go back to the beginning of charm and we were going to have to hear hudson's anguish and and pain of like grace grace we made it great grace grace and then she's just like oh jackson malala. yeah and i didn't want to read that yeah. i didn't want to read hudson's anguish but it put us in court instead and i was like okay because Grace was like, I remember, I, I remember everything. And then she's like, she's literally suddenly like accumulated a year and a half's worth of memories. All at once. In a millisecond. And then is like, well, you, you dumb dumb, don't you think the Smokey's still alive? And he's like, wait, what? Yeah. Like. He, he's been like two years. <laughs> He's not contemplated it a single time. Maybe he didn't want to think about it. Why would you not want to think about it? I know. I wish that we could have gotten some hints about Smokey being something important throughout Crush or Covet. Just anything. I know that Tracy probably hadn't invented Smokey until after those books were already written. But it would have been cute to get like little... Like he, you know, maybe he... I don't know. It'll be it'll be cute. However, will Smokey not remember him? I don't know. Like, does it re- does it reset the timeline? Because this is this is why 
I think that their timeline was so screwy was because they got burned by the dragon and then it was like resetting timelines and stuff. But then it turns out they was just wibbly wobbly timey wimey stuff. Well, I think th- I I think that ultimately what's going to happen in Cherish is they're going to go and figure out the shit with the Shadow Queen, save Makai. They're going to have all their little friends, you know, kind of combined and meet up. Hudson's going to get Smokey back. I have a feeling that there's going to be a bit of, um, you know, a bit of some some type of conflict that they're going to have to fight through to get Smokey. And it, ultimately, I think that we're going to get the happily ever after, whether that's with Grace and Hudson deciding to stay in the Shadow Realm or, you know, starting mm-hmm. the Gargoyle Court. I think that it was, it was nice because Hudson was very happy with the fact that he didn't have his powers um because he didn't he doesn't he doesn't disintegrate anything no and he also doesn't he's not able to persuade anything so that may have been the reason why during court he was so adamant that he wanted to live without them wasn't necessarily because he hated them so much was because he had survived for two two years or whatever without them and it was the best years of his life. Yeah, and he survived crazy odds just with his kind of normie vampire powers. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um and it like also if they lived in the lair, he would never have to feed on her. And I'm like, nah. She won it. Yeah. She won it. But yeah. Well, all in all, I re- I really really enjoyed the book. Like it was a uh, it was kind of like reading Frost and Starlight for me. Where I was like, this isn't necessary to the storyline, but it, it scratches that itch of Hudson and Grace. Where you're just like, uh, yeah, give it to me. Yeah, it was a feel good. It was definitely a feel good. Mm-hmm. I do find, I do think that it's essential to the story. Like, I would not recommend someone leave it out if they're reading them. I think that it it needs to be a part. But then uh, Frost and Starlight does the same. Yeah, yeah. Like it sets it sets up the story. However, if you didn't read it, you would just be missing a few parts of information that. Tracy kind of weaves into the story regardless. Well, but Cherish, I think it'll be an essential part because otherwise you're going to be like, who the hell is Smokey? Like, who the hell is... Who is Cleo? Right. They, they will need to have have those ends tied up. But it was, it was... It does make me concerned because, like, the way that court ended, they were like, oh, we're going to go and have to see the Shadow Queen, Cleo. I thought the Shadow Queen was a friend. Turns out she a bitch. Oh yeah, yeah. This we're gonna have like a big battle, I think, in Cherish. Yeah, against like not just the Queen, but the whole army of shadows were relentless. Like they couldn't fight against them. They had nothing. And if they are going back, Hudson has no powers. Hudson has no powers, and Mikhail will have no powers. Jackson will have no powers. Maybe I don't know. Can Grace take gargoyles with her? Well, I don't know. That's what I was thinking. Like, can they t- they take the dragons? Would Flint still be able to turn into a dragon? Would Jackson still be able to turn into a dragon? I forgot Jackson's a dragon. Of of va- can Jackson still do all of the vamp things? A vampagon. <laughs> a drag. A drampire. Drampire. I guess we'll find out in uh, a year. Oh God. Yeah. Shit. Uh-huh. Well, speaking of, speaking of missing pieces and gaps and questions, um, somebody uh, called Desiree um, posted it in the tea room an hour ago, so just before, well, actually, what mid mid recording this, and um, in her 
copy of Charm, so you have the physical copy in front of you, mm-hmm. um, it goes chapter 132 to chapters 139. What? There there are seven chapters missing out of a book. Wait, a hundred... All right, here's a hundred and thirty. Oh, okay. A hundred and... Literally, it's like... I'll send you the picture. A hundred... Like, wait, it what? It goes... A hundred and thirty what? A hundred and thirty-two. And then on the, the next page, like, she's splayed it out on, 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 the, on a desk. No? Mine? Yeah, I've sent you, I've sent you a screenshot. No, mine's correct. Yeah, people are like, oh my god, running to check my edition. No, mine's correct. I've I've got I'm holding the Dragon Court version in front of me right now, and I have Vampire Court and Shadow Realm as well. And oh no, I hope hers isn't just messed well, up. I'm 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 very sorry to Saray. I, I hope you find out what happens in those chapters. Yeah, that's those are essential. <laughs> um, that's not just one chapter. That's seven chapters. Right? Yeah, seven big chapters. Yeah, get get a refund or something on your book. Get a refund. Get like get like a replacement. Yeah, for as real. Well. Like get like a free copy. But then also maybe try and request a different edition so you get both. Yeah, <laughs> so you can read the chapters. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this one. Hopefully nothing got spoiled for you, but I think that we gave adequate warnings, not to mention I'm going to title this episode like all spoilers. So uh, I think you should title it on purple dabba dee dabba dabba. <laughs> maybe, maybe I will. <laughs> um, next week's episode, we will be covering chapters 90 through uh, 93 of Covet. So we're getting right back to the story. Um, we are getting back into the dragon court chapters and kind of continuing um with the dragon court celebration so and getting back and getting back to Catmere afterwards so guys thanks so much for listening and uh i guess we'll see you next week bye yeah. bye <laughs> bye i'm blue <laughs>